What is up, sports fans? Jeremy Taché here with another episode of Bally Sports Miami Miked Up. And we're going to get right to these interviews real quick. It's another set of interviews from the conversations we had at Miami Heat Media Day and excited about these three, a few guys who are always very good anytime they're on the pod. We have Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Duncan Robinson. Really enjoyed my conversation with all three of them, so we're just going to go ahead and get right to it. And you'll hear in that middle interview with Gabe some of the fun that we were having before we started recording. So enjoy these conversations with Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Duncan Duncan Robinson, right here on Miami Miked Up. And now, Max Struess joins me on Miami Miked Up. Max, thank you for uh, taking the time. Uh, before we get into all of the basketball going on this year, got to ask you, off the court, what is something that's recently brought you joy? Um, I had my first basketball camp this summer. How uh, was that? It was awesome. I uh, was able to do it at my high school. Uh, went back home. My family like ran it. Um, so just giving back to the community and, and being able to put a smile on kids' faces and teach the game of basketball to that kids that surreal. growing up watching me. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. As someone who grew up in Chicago where you had so many different professionals that you could watch yeah. from there, how insane was it for you to be now like that guy that all these kids are looking at? Yeah, I'm really like, I'm from like the outside of the city, like in the uh-huh. suburbs. So I'm really like the first one to like be in the NBA. So, um, you know, as soon as I got to where I was in the NBA and, and realized, um, you know, the voice that I have and, and the power, you know, of people watching me and things like that back home, I, uh, the first thing I want to do is have a camp um, back in my hometown. So uh, I was grateful that my high school let me have it there and uh, it went extremely well and I'm excited to do it again next year. Still the same high school coach over there? and like my, No, my brother is actually like the high school coach. Get out of here. Yeah. How cool is that? So uh, we, me and my brother played for the same coach and then he stepped down when my brother was going to take over. So it just kind of wow. rattled right into it. it was Talk perfect. about a basketball yeah. family. That's exactly. amazing. So yeah. what, what type of advice do you give him as a coach try to help these kids kind of grow up? Is there anything? <laughs> do you ever bust his chops He's about like, the type of plays nah. he runs or anything like that? He's really good. Yeah. Uh, He's a really good basketball mind. He played um, at the Division II school that I went to. Um, so he's he knows basketball. He lives it. Um, wow. He calls me about plays and stuff that we're doing here. And um, the, you know, the Stag's in good hands at my high school back home. Yeah. And, uh, he really cares about the kids and um, more so off the court. He really invests in them. So he's, he's, he's doing a great job. That's sick. That has to yeah. be awesome for you guys to be able to bounce ideas back yeah. off of each other too. And like from two totally different perspectives. And yet I'm sure you guys are constantly on the same page. Yeah. So that, yeah. And going, important. and we both went there. Yeah. Um, so we know the type of kids that, that are playing there and, and where they come from. So, uh, it's been awesome. It's been pretty cool to watch him, you know, grow as a coach. And uh, he just had his third kid two days ago. So being a father and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing great. Proud brother. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. That's super cool. Well, yeah. you know, that sounds like a great summer. Um, yep. Last year, we were talking about a great summer that you had playing in the summer league. This summer, <laughs> it's a bit different. It's yep. been a kind of crazy year for you in terms of the ascension. How often, and I know, obviously, there's still like so many things ahead of you. But how often do you get a chance to sort of stop and reflect on what the last year or so has been like for you? Yeah, uh, you know, I try not to during the season. Um, I try to just keep it moving and, um, you know, figure out what's next. Um, didn't want to get steady and stuck in one place. And, um, you know, the, the minute you get comfortable with where you're at is when somebody will pass you up. So uh, don't want to take things for granted and uh, just keep earning everything that I, that I can. And uh, But after the season was over, I definitely, you know, took some time to reflect and, 
um, understood how far I've come um, in my journey and where I am in my career. So uh, it, it was a heck of a year, and um, I couldn't be more proud of myself and just looking to keep advancing that this year. Yeah, it was a heck of a year, and, and you were a huge part of what the Heat did, particularly stepping into the starting lineup, being a part of things as they advanced all the way into the conference finals. And, of course, that ends with a final shot that just barely doesn't yeah. go in, right? And so I want you to take me through what your emotions were two days after that happened, two days after the shot, two days after you guys were eliminated, and then two months once you'd gained yeah. a little more perspective. What what were those two different sets of emotion, and how did it motivate you? It was really my first playoff experience overall um, playing. So um, the next morning was, was actually really hard to get out of bed. Uh, all the adrenaline just kind of wore off, and uh, you didn't realize how much pain you were actually <laughs> in the whole time. Yeah, 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 it was, <laughs> it was a struggle. Um, those two days were tough. Uh, just getting over it, and uh, you know, watching everything on in the internet that you know the Celtics won and all that stuff. So that was tough. Uh, but just realizing that we had a chance and an opportunity to you know be in the finals, and how far we came as a team last year was um, something that you know positives we could take out of it. And, um, I try to look at that side of things rather than to ref, uh, you know negatively reflect on it and get down about it. So uh, two months after I was back in the gym, yeah. uh, you know, took some time off. But two months after it was all right. What do I got to be better at? What do, what does our team need? And um, you know where what do I need to do to extend my career again? Right. Well, and and so one of the things that was a focal point of of your great play down the stretch there wasn't just the offense and the shooting. It was your defense, and I think that for whatever reason, seemed to surprise people a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to make the assumptions as to why it might have surprised people, but it surprised people a little bit. So the pride you take in your defense, I know you're a guy who really does pride yourself in that that end of the floor. Could you speak to me about what you've done to to sort of improve that side of your game over your time here in Miami? Um, Honestly, it's just really a want want to do it. Um, And and I've learned from PJ and, and Jimmy and Bam, you know, great defenders that have been doing this for, yeah. you know, longer than me. Uh, just being able to pick their brain and play alongside of them. Uh, it's honestly really easy to play with those guys and have great defenders like that behind you. So, um, but I, I do take that, that stuff personal. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hear it every time that they're going to attack me. I'm more than okay with them trying to do that because I think I can stand my own and um, think I always have. So um, they want to keep trying it and I'm, I'm ready for it. And, um, yeah, we'll see if it works for him. Yeah, we look forward to seeing the <laughs> yeah, challenge. I, exactly. uh, oh, on the offensive end, obviously, you know, this team has one of the great shooters in the world in Duncan Robinson, now one of the yeah. other great shooters in the world in you. How great are you? How in in terms of top five, top ten, give me give me a give me a place within the great shooters in the Man. game for Max Struess. Currently? Currently. Yeah, I don't really like to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just. But trying there's to get you like, to do uh, it. yeah, no, I'm. And you know, you you see what I'm. I'm maybe I'm top ten, maybe top right. ten. I, I'll take it. I'll take that for now. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I can work my way in the top five. There's some elite elite shooters um, in the NBA. So, Steph, Clay, Duncan, um, Joe Harris. Uh, you know, I've only done it for one year, really. I, I think so. So I got to do it this year again be uh, consistent with it uh, it was my first time in the 40 percent so um gotta you know do that again and, I, and i'll maybe consider moving myself up the ranks you named four guys i'm putting you there as the fifth that's all i'm saying that, <laughs> there's that's probably somebody there. else i'm leaving out but i don't know <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure well well that being said you know obviously your life has probably changed so much in the last year just in terms of probably walking to a restaurant people recognize you that sort of thing how has your life changed the most over the last year 
Mm, I don't think it's really changed that no? much. Um, I will say I do get recognized more, um, which is fine by me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you enjoy that? Or would you prefer would you prefer to sort of Depends be able to walk through the city and have nobody recognize you? Or do you like I can it when still walk through the city on some days yeah. I can still walk through and not a word. That's kind of the nice part about Miami yeah. in that way yeah. too. Like but Miami's fans particular. are like love the heat. So of like it's not that. It's yeah. it's the understanding no different than Keeping maybe in like LA where it's like, hey, we understand. Keep, yeah. keep your distance, yeah. you know, let these guys yeah. be who they are. But no, I love it. I love the little kids coming up asking for autographs or pictures, uh because I was that kid i i yeah. loved watching basketball i love uh looking up to those guys so um any chance i can get to be a positive impact on somebody's life like i'm more than okay and willing to do that i love that um going to a little off the court thing i just have to know what is your go-to chipotle order because i know that's <laughs> that's your place man chipotle i've been trying to get that that card i've been trying to get this the... is what i'm saying let's use this platform man. let's use this platform to get max a card he needs free chipotle i've been trying for a while it's been years um I'm, I'm honestly kind of starting to give up but i'm not gonna stop eating it i love the food it's we good gotta, food there's um, gotta be some sort of chipotle pun i i'm not able to think on my feet well enough now but if we can come up with like a max or a streus chipotle pun maybe they'll get it to you maybe yeah get my own burrito so what's or something. that yeah what's that go to um i get either white or brown rice i fit whatever day it doesn't matter whatever sure. looks good when i'm looking <laughs> at it uh and then i get the fajitas the veggies uh-huh. uh usually chicken uh, mild salsa corn and guac dude we have the exact same chipotle yeah. order congratulations yeah. you and me uh going to chipotle go. together owning it all right final question for you um it seems like once again this team that was just a one seed that was just one shot away from the finals is not being picked by anybody to win the Eastern Conference. Um, My first question is, why do you think that is? And the second question would be, why will you guys get back to the finals? I mean, it's the same thing every year. So I I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. Um, (laughs) You know, we got to ask the people who who come out with these preseason rankings and and preseason standings. But uh, we don't care about that stuff, um, as you all know. we, we use it um, as motivation and, and things to fire us up, but um, it's the same thing every year. Um, it's not about where you start, it's where you finish. So um, we want to be where we were last year, top of the East. Um, and I don't know why we can't. I mean, we're, we're basically returning the same team and we all know how to play with each other and um, are comfortable playing with each other. So um, I'm excited for what this team can do. Um, I, I you know Obviously the loss of PJ is, is tough, but he did a lot of good things for us, but I think, you know, we got guys that are willing to step in and, and take that role over and um, play it a little different way that I think could mm-hmm. be good for us. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to watching them in that spot. We look forward to watching you, Max Struess, this season with Miami Heat. Thank you for joining me today on Miami Mic'd Up. Of course. Thank you. Oh, my singer voice. <laughs> yeah, a little, me, little, me, me, yeah, me, 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 me. Vocal warm-ups. How now, brown cow? That's the stuff I How should now, be. brown cow? Yeah, you think I'm not going to include that in the podcast, but I'm already recording, so that's happening. That's already in there. That's right where we're starting. The the fox jumped over the log or something like that. You already got it. All right. And now the man you just heard doing vocal warm-ups is Gabe Vincent joining me on this episode of Miami Mic'd Up. Me, 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 me. (laughs) What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, of course, man. Um, First question for you, as always, what's something off the court recently that's brought you joy? Oh, man. My niece was born in May, um, and that's she's a bundle of joy. So summer, having some time with her and spending time with her, and um, it's always a blessing when a new child is born. So, um, you know, 
that brought me a lot of joy still brings me joy is she out west is your family out west still yeah she's out in california so you you spent some time out there hanging with the family i did yeah most of my how, summer how working the, out how was the time out west you it was great it? it was great it's great to just uh get myself back home get my time with family close friends um, work on my game um, and like i said new niece born so just get all the family time in while i could after such a grind of the last couple of years how nice was it to be able to step away for sort of a full off season and and get that time in just for the mental break yeah i think the mental piece is was the best part about it you know i had a long calendar year of basketball last season yeah um and and as the last few seasons have been so it was kind of the first summer i've really had quote unquote off um, so it was nice to fill it with family and loved ones and work on my game. Yeah, for you, I, I was talking with Bam earlier. It was the same sort of thing, right? Yeah. It was like the COVID year into the the short turnaround and then the Olympics and everything. Mm-hmm. So for you, I, I can imagine this first full off season was great for you. And, you know, having that under your belt, what were you able to work on specifically in your game that you were like, all right, this is something I want to focus on going into next season? Yeah, I mean, having been... Uh, within this organization and within the system for a couple of years uh, already, I kind of knew where my shots would be coming from and where they'd be out on the court. So trying to get in the breakdown of those and, and focusing on those areas just so I could be more efficient. You know, I think that's the quickest way I can help this team be better is to be more efficient with the shots I do take when I take them. Last year, I think you were coming in just sort of trying to figure out, all right, what's my role going to be? How much am I going to play? You know, how much am I theoretically maybe going to start? Obviously, you know, it was was Kyle's position and you were kind of coming in and out when he was leaving the lineup. But being back here now, having earned as much playing time as you did last year, having played in the playoffs now, having played in such big moments, how much more confidence and comfort do you have coming into this season? I think uh, it's more so confidence and comfort within myself. Like I'm more right. validated to myself on who I am and the player I am and can be. So um, I know I can help us win. I know I'm a winning player. And I think it's just the, when I get the opportunity to, to maximize that. Absolutely. And, and, and it was funny looking at the summer league this year, you and Max and Tyler just kind of getting to hang out there as opposed to, to playing. How I mean, great I've never played that? summer league. Huh? So I never played summer league, well, so, so I, don't right. even, I don't even know what that's like, right. to be how, honest. But how so. nice was it to just kind of get to be out there hanging out as one of the dudes where it's like, yeah. nah, I don't have to worry about this stuff. Was it was it cool getting to kind of be a part of that group of here's the NBA guys who are watching the summer league? For sure. I mean, I hadn't been on that side of the fence yet, so that part was, was cool to be a part of. But yeah. um, it's always great to be out at summer league and watch the guys compete and be around them, be in the locker room. So um, it was really fortunate to get to know some of the guys that are now here right. in our locker room and here throughout training camp. Um, you know, that's kind of an early introduction to them and see guys like Marcus get back on the court and compete. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Man. How, how fun has it been for you to see those guys who you saw in summer league now come in here and, and ball during the preseason? Oh, like, there's awesome. been some really amazing performances so far. It's awesome. And I think it's a talk around the league, but that's, that's something that we, we love, you know, yeah. here in this organization. We love seeing guys get better and grow. And um, I was just exactly like them not too long ago. So mm-hmm. um, I appreciate it. I appreciate their grind and their hustle. So it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for you, you know, your relationship with Kyle Lowry as the starting point guard, you told me last year that there were moments where he was texting you before the game saying like, hey, the lob's going to be open early or helping you run through film, helping you run through different things there. So as the sort of proverbial like QB1, QB2 relationship, (laughs) how has it been for you learning from him and how excited are you? to have him back this season and for you guys to help, you know, run this offense. No, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome having low back. It's awesome um, seeing our relationship grow, you know, day by day, game by game, practice by practice, however you want to put it. Um, but, you know, it's on the court, it's off the court. You know, we've, we've built a good relationship and, um, 
you know, it's it went well last year with our first unit, second unit, and times that we played together. So uh, chemistry is important. You know, we value that. We value relationships here, and we're excited to keep growing. So for what it's worth, I was talking to him just earlier today, and I asked him, you know, what the relationship was like for him, and what he compared it to was helping to mentor Fred Van Fleet, mm-hmm. who's now gone on to be an all-star. And he said, you know, he views you the same way as like, I want to help this guy get to his next level. So how great does it feel to have someone like Kyle who has championship experience, all-star experience, putting that confidence into you? Right. I mean, I think it's great whenever you know you have someone in your corner and uh, we're around each other enough and we're in the trenches enough to where I, I know he has my back and um, I like to think he knows the same. So mm-hmm. uh, to have someone that's gone through this all, done it, won rings, all-stars, a lot of the things I want to do. Right. Um, and it's awesome to learn. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to be a sponge and continue to grow. Well, you're a very calm guy. You're very even keel and you seem to be very present in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Like ev- ev- nothing seems to really phase you one way or another. How did that come to be? Is that something that you work at? Is that just naturally in your personality? Is there meditation? Like, how yeah. do you get to be the type of guy that you are where it's, hey, I'm centered and, and nothing's going to affect me too much one way or another? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to be stable first and foremost. And I think uh, in our position that me and Kyle play, you know, we, we lead on the court. Um, and I think it's hard to follow someone that's so up and down. So I try to never get too high, never get too low and mm-hmm. uh, take things as they come um, and just try to just take on one situation at a time. Well, and for a guy like you, Max, Caleb, you guys all, at least at the beginning of the year, sort of caught some people off guard in right. saying like, oh man, these guys can really ball. So right. now you guys help lead this team to a one seed. You guys help lead this team to an Eastern Conference Finals. Now the target's on your back. Uh-huh. H- how exciting is it and how motivating is it to go back out and continue to prove people wrong and show it wasn't just last year. It's not just catching right. people off guard. Right. I mean, I can't really speak for the other two you named, but for me, like last year is last year. So I, yep. I don't even think about it, talk about it too much anymore outside of the, you know, the way we ended it, and that's fuel to move on to this season. Um, but you know, we have to reestablish ourselves. Like yeah. you said, it's a different year. Uh, people are more aware and so forth, whatever the case may be, but we still need to do our job. Yeah, and, and, and who are the players on this team who you think potentially could be underappreciated, right? What You hear people talk about all mm. the different players on this team, and there's so many different guys who contribute. Who are the guys on this team that you think maybe are underappreciated by the fan base? By the, you just changed well, the you question know, on uh, me That's now. fair. You know what? I won't change it. I'll, okay. say, I'll say by the media first. Who's okay. underappreciated? Um, I think Dwayne Dedman was huge for us last season. Yeah. Uh, on both sides of the ball, um, especially in our second unit. So I think he's underappreciated overall mm-hmm. uh, for what he brings vocally as a leader in his own way, um, defensively rolling. Uh, he can spread the floor. We've seen him knock down some threes and call it in. Yeah. So, yes, he uh, does. You know, I think he's been underappreciated a little bit. And he's also a very funny guy. Like, oh, he hilarious. cracks me up, dude. Like, Love my big fella. Well, he was, he was in here before, and I was asking him, like, you know, do you, is, that, is that purposeful, or are you just trying to crack jokes? Like, what is the deal there? Because every time yeah. he walks out to the floor for shoot-around, I'm seeing him making somebody laugh. Like, right. how valuable is it to have somebody like that around that can just sort of, you know, cut the tension if there is any? It's necessary. It's necessary because, you know, we, we play this high-intense sport, and um, you're always all rah 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 yeah. all the time as you know trying to get amped up for the game and um it's important to remember sometimes it is a game mm-hmm. um and i think it's you know you need guys that keep it light and if you could take a joke then you can get along with dad as far as i'm concerned what's been your favorite nba experience thus far in your career my favorite nba experience thus far it's really hard for me not to say the bubble really? and i'll tell you why tell me 
because it was just so unique in every way possible. Um, just the amount of times we could work out and all be in one space. It was like one massive AAU tournament. <laughs> yeah. And I think we saw some of the best basketball from even people you didn't expect to see it from that really thrived in that environment. And then, you know, the people we expected to be great were even greater. Yep. And it was just incredible. So I think it was a very unique experience. Obviously, there was a number of uh, things that made it good or bad or in between. But um, I think I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again. So it's hard for me not to say that. It's funny. It was really the most pure version of basketball I think oh, we'll man. ever see, right? Like, pure. man, looking back at that, like that one game between Donovan Mitchell and, and Jamal Murray just going crazy because... Just hooping. It was it was really fun. And, and that element, I think, is something that, hey, I mean, cream rises to the top. And, right. You know, I mean, you got the heat and the Lakers in the finals for a reason, right? Right. I think uh, for us, you just cut out all the noise and it's, yep. it's just basketball now. Absolutely. So. Well, and so now, as we head into this season and we talk about some of that noise right the team that finished first in the conference last year a team here we go man all the way to the conference finals last year and was a shot away Mm -hmm. and yet here we are again nobody seems to be picking the miami heat to get to the nba finals why do you think that is and why do you think they're wrong i don't know why but i I don't we don't care so we're we have our goal and it's set in mind but Uh we don't we don't care why or every year it's the same narrative but uh you know we're gonna keep working towards our ultimate goal and forging ahead gabe vincent thank you as always for joining me on miami mic'd up really appreciate it jeremy appreciate you and now Duncan Robinson joins the program here on Miami Mic'd Up. Duncan, thank you for uh, taking some time today. Before we dive into basketball, what is something outside of basketball off the court that's recently brought you some joy? Uh, oh, great question. Uh, i probably say playing some golf. Um, yeah. I started playing more this summer, got some lessons, which helped a lot. I also just got golf lessons for yeah. the first time. And it, it makes a huge difference, man. For real. Yeah, I mean, I, I was always out there super frustrated uh-huh. prior to that, and then it, it kind of helped me uh, just gain a little bit more consistency, which has been good. When you're that level of competitor as a professional athlete, how is it playing a sport where you are struggling like that, where you're like, I don't even know how to do this. I got to get going. I got to get learning how, how is a sport like golf for you yeah i mean it's a it's a humbling game man it, it really really is uh it seems so simple so easy and then you quickly realize how challenging it is so uh yeah the lessons helped a lot um and, and you know just trying to continue to improve I, I feel like it's the ultimate like competitive sport just uh-huh. because it's like you versus yourself right you now which is uh, and the course also as well you know it's funny does that does that help you as a guy who's a shooter right where that we we've talked about it before actually where shooting can be a very like solo endeavor mentally does playing a sport like golf where there's so much failure actually help you at all as a competitor on the basketball court or do those two things not translate uh, i mean it, it might translate a little bit uh people say all the time that shooting translates to being a good golfer you know you okay. see guys like steph ray allen's a great golfer as well uh so maybe there's something there i'm not quite as good at, at golf <laughs> as those guys yet but you know we're getting there gotta catch up you'll yeah, get there yeah, on that sure. one you're getting sure. there, you got there as a shooter now you gotta catch up as a golfer <laughs> um well so for you coming into this year you know, it's so interesting to me, each year you've been in such a different spot in terms of what your role is going to be, right? You came in, you're trying to earn minutes one year, then you're trying to earn more of a spot in the rotation. Now, last year, you're the guy who's got the big contract coming into the year. What's your mindset coming into this season as a member of the Miami Heat? Uh, just do what I, whatever I can to help us win. Uh, you know, whatever's asked of me, you know, show up every day, just be the ultimate professional uh, and just compete. 
you know, show showcase the work that I put in, showcase what I'm capable of, and, uh, you know, hopefully that can translate to us winning games on the court. Well, you are one of the best shooters in the world, and you've been open about sort of the ups and downs that come with shooting. So that also comes with ups and downs in terms of how many minutes you're playing, depending on what a matchup could be in the playoffs and the regular season. So for you, how do you stay mentally prepared and locked in for sort of an not an ever-changing role but an ever-changing you know here's how much I'm playing right yeah you know just stay consistent with my preparation with my routine Mm -hmm. uh you know just control what I can control you know can't necessarily control uh you know some of those things but uh you know focus on what I can yeah, well, and, and the same sort of goes for, I remember talking with Tyler about this last year, right? You see on, and I don't know how much you're on social media, but people throw your name out in trade rumors or things like that. How do you block out all of the noise that exists there to sort of stay centered and just focus on basketball? Yeah, you know, just you try to focus on what's important, uh, the voices that matter. There's a lot of noise out there for sure. Uh, probably unrealistic to entirely block out all of it, um, but instead, you know, just be selective over, you know, who you choose to give power to right. um, and who you choose to listen to love that i feel like that's really good advice for anybody that's on whether it's social media or anywhere else right it's just sort of focusing on the people that actually matter to you right and knowing who those voices are and you're actually one of those voices for a number of the young guys on this team right in that you're a veteran you've been here for a number of years now which i I imagine has got to be kind of crazy to be like all right i'm one of the vets here now um but in doing so you played along some of the young guys last night how are you sort of stepping up as a leader to those younger players and and what sort of advice are you giving to the guys who are just entering this heat culture yeah just trying to be a mentor in any way uh any sort of advice that i can give you know having been through you know what they're kind of going through as being an undrafted player trying to find your way so uh any mistakes or anything that i learned or anything that was passed down to me from other guys you know i try to just do the same pay it forward in that respect right well and one of the guys you've done that with has been max Struess. you guys i think remain very very close it doesn't matter who's who's starting who's coming off the bench who's got more minutes who's got less you guys are are close guys could you talk to me a little bit about like what your relationship has been like over the last year plus yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Max coming in, being an undrafted guy, a guy who played at a smaller college uh, prior to transferring to DePaul, you know, something that I definitely resonates with me. Right. And, uh, the opportunity to kind of just help him out in any capacity and, you know, have him find his way and see his development uh, has definitely uh, been a joy to see. And, uh, you know, like you said, you know, we're friends uh, right. first and foremost and, you know, care about him and his success and, and want to see it. Absolutely. I think for for anybody that's been around, you can see that, that for any of you guys, as you watch each other grow it's just rewarding right like this is really a team environment in that way and it seems like you know no matter who's playing no matter who's starting no matter who's coming off the bench no matter what role you play on this team there's a camaraderie to it that I think is important and so when you talk about that camaraderie it's pretty much the exact same team coming back this season so how do you think with you guys having defined roles and knowing hey we were all together. We have this chemistry. How do you think that that will help coming into this season? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, continuity can be an advantage for sure. Um, you know, just the familiarity that we all have and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, playing with each other and, and that kind of connectivity that you can get uh, that you can build over time. So in that sense, you know, we definitely feel like that's a competitive advantage. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's a new season and uh, things are going to look different. And just because something was last year doesn't mean it's going to be the same this year. So, you know, in that respect, you know, we got to make sure that we come out with an edge every night, no matter what. And, uh, you know, really set the tone early on. Well, now you're a veteran on the basketball court, but you are also a veteran as a podcast host who can, you know, teach me a thing or two here. But over over the last year or so, what's your 
either favorite interview or story that stands out from the podcasts that you've had that someone else has told that you're like, man, that was something really worth listening to. And I learned something from it. Uh, there's, there's a bunch to choose from in that one. Uh, I always enjoy having UD on, uh, UD's a special guest for sure. You know, he's a mentor of mine and somebody who means a lot to me and obviously, you know, this organization. Uh, so he's always a great one in terms of story though. Um, you know, the, the way in which we got Mark Cuban on, uh, is a mm. fun one. Yeah. yeah tell I, me. I know Mark a little bit, uh, but we just happened to be in Vegas and, you know, we were eating at the same restaurant and I just asked him, I was like, Hey, would you be willing to come on? And, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like you just let me know whenever and I was like, how about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, and he obliged, you know, he was, he was open to it. And, uh, you know, the stuff that we talked about, we talked about some basketball, but then, you know, some of the other things that he's doing, right. um, you know, in, in the business world and, and really in the healthcare world, uh, mm-hmm. with his, his uh, latest endeavor cost plus drugs. So that was pretty cool to hear, uh, just all the lives that he's changing in that regard. And, um, you know, he was definitely a guest that, that I'll remember. For sure. How cool is it for you to sort of be able to use that platform to almost, you know, network? You know, this isn't, you know, you're not working in quote unquote business, right? But the NBA is a business in itself and there's so many important people within it. So as you've been meeting all of these different people, how cool has that been for you to sort of go through the process and say like, hey, I just finished having this conversation with Mark Cuban that all these people are going to listen to or other people of that stature? Yeah, it's definitely been one of my favorite parts of it, uh, for sure, is just touching base with people and, you know, giving people a platform to tell their stories and, you know, myself being a pretty curious person in general, you know, being able to ask conversations and engage or ask questions and engage in conversation. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been definitely one of the highlights for me. Learning about other human beings and their stories is, yeah, is, is sure. always fun. Um, well, when we keep hearing that term, you know, run it back, run it back is what everybody keeps saying. Right. But obviously there are some things that are going to be different about this team as, as players grow and evolve. So what do you think will be different in a positive way about this Miami heat team from last year's one seeded heat? Yeah. You know, I think that everybody's gone into this year with a refreshed look, you know, understanding that, you know, what worked last year, uh, you know, might require something different. And, uh, you know, that, that might come in a lot of different shapes and forms uh, in terms of, yeah, we have a little bit of different personnel, but also, you know, stylistically, maybe the way that we play or, uh, you know, who's going to be asked of, you know, who's going to be asked for this responsibility versus that one. So I, I think things could look different this year for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, which is, you know, for us, it's all about just embracing that change and em- embracing any sort of adversity and, you know, just trying to make the most of it. I got two more questions for you and then I'll let you run. Um, for you individually, what's the part of your game this offseason that you worked on the most? Um, I don't know if there's one part, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to become a more complete overall player. Um, you know, obviously improving physically is always a, a main goal in the offseason uh, just because you have the opportunity over a long stretch of time to really make improvements with your body. So that was definitely a priority. And then also, yeah, just continue to develop as a complete player. Right. Well, for you and a number of other guys on this team who are these undrafted players who are becoming these complete players, you're all part of a roster here that was a one seed last year that was one shot away from going to the finals. And yet all I hear is about all of these other teams that should be at the top of the East this season. So you guys are being overlooked again. Why do you think that is? And and what do you think will make this team championship caliber once again? Um, you know, in terms of why I think it is, I, probably a, a variety of reasons. You know, one being, uh, in theory, that we we didn't necessarily like make moves this summer or whatever to improve. Sure. Um, you know, we feel like that we have everything we need. You know, internally, and I think what's going to ultimately put us over the edge is, uh, 
you know, just that connectivity, that plan for one another and, and just building that over time. You know, a lot of times it's who's playing the best, who's playing the most connected at the right time. Um, those teams end up, you know, doing the, uh, the best in the playoffs. So the goal is to, to really be playing our best basketball at the right time. Well, we look forward to watching it. Duncan Robinson, thank you for joining me today on uh, Miami Mic'd Up. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Mic'd Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.